As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello. The whispering streets that lead forth and back, back and forth across the dinner table, are frightening ones, especially when a woman is on the Trump side and is trying to diet. As Anne Dearborn watched her husband James scrape up the last succulent stick of cream of pieces, the thought that has constant hand floating in it, she felt hatred creep into her heart. Nervously, her fingers crumbled the bit of Swedish bread that lay on her service plate. When James looked up and grinned at her, she had an absurd desire to scream. Andy certainly is a good cook. You can ring for I am if you want to. Very well. Oh, yes, dear boy. Yes, Candy. You may take me to dear boy's seat, please. You should have some of the soup, too, Miss Dearborn. She didn't know what she was missing. Candy, what else you got for dinner? A uh, breaded dill cutlets, creamed potatoes, asparagus, the sauce, banana marshmallow peanut salad, and um, peach shortcake. Oh, it sounds too rich, Candy. I'll never let you plan another meal. I hadn't been out all day arranging for the charity bridge. I chose all Mr. Dearborn's best favorite. You bet she did. And you lay off, Candy. She knows what I like. And you may serve Mr. Dearborn's dinner on one of the grill plates, Candy. It's not worthwhile passing things. I only want asparagus without sauce. Um, uh, melted butter, perhaps? No melted butter. Yes, sir. <laughs> no melted butter, no sauce, no nothing. Honestly, the way you spoil that girl. Yes, she's a wonderful cook. Seems like you're a bit edgy tonight, Anne. Trouble is, they don't eat right. 
plain asparagus isn't enough for a big girl like you. As a man of record, James Dearborn, I am not a big girl. I am five feet seven in my stocking feet, and I only weigh 120. I weighed 150 when we were first married. I think I'll go to my room. My headache. Well, maybe you do need a nap. I'll bring you some shortcake later. I don't want any shortcake. I just want to be left alone. Oh, who did Miss Dearborn go to? Yeah, she went upstairs, Candy. She has a headache. It ain't only a headache, Mr. Dearborn. Miss Dearborn, she's just about starved. Dry toast for breakfast, lettuce for lunch, vegetables for dinner. Any lady be persnickety on them rations? to her bedroom and slammed the door and threw herself across the bed and started to cry. But the storm had passed by the time James tiptoed into the room with a dish in his hand. Darling. Oh, don't wave that short take under my nose, dear. Oh, I'll set it on the bureau then. I am. It's time you and I had a plain talk. You used to be the sweetest woman in the world. That's why I fell in love with you. But you're not sweet these days. You've lost more than 30 pounds since you started dieting. You've lost your disposition. My figure, my disposition, and my diet are my own children. Since when? <laughs> and I can't reconcile you with a girl I married. When I think of our honeymoon in that little cabin on the mountains and you cooking slapjacks on an oil stove... Oh, shut up, Tim. I'm too old to be lectured. What you need, Anne, is a dose of absent treatment. I'm going to go to the club and play some poker. Goodbye. I was really angry you didn't kiss me goodbye. He's not as angry as I thought he's coming back. I just lost him. I came back for a dish of uh, beef shortcake. No use wasting it. If you don't eat it, I will. In just a moment, Betty Davis will be back again. But first, family protection to survivors of a serviceman covered by Social Security include monthly Social Security checks to a widow with minor children. Starting with the month of the death, a check will go to the widow, and a separate check is made out to the children. The widow's payments will continue while the children are under 18 years of age. The payments stop, however, if the widow remarries or goes to work. Remember, these Social Security benefits are paid in addition to other survivor checks payable by the Veterans Administration. Have you investigated your Social Security benefits? And now, back to our story with Betty Davis. It was perhaps an hour later that Anne eased herself up from the bed in which she was lying. The house was still. James by now was playing poker, and Candy, who slept out, had gone home. Anne went over to the mirror and stood staring at herself. Mm, no. No, I'm not the girl you married. He's quite right. 
the chances of my cheek bones now. I'm, I'm much more attracted to children than I was at 20. Oh, it's about that bridge party. Hi, Anne. Oh, it's you. Yeah, me. Uh, what do you know, Anne? Lester Maxwell's in town. He's at the club this minute. Well, what's he doing here? He came to finish a narrative poem. Says he's always remembered this town as a haven of peace. <laughs> uh, did, um, did, did you tell him we were married? Uh, sure. Mind if I bring him home for an hour or so? He'd like to see you, Anne. Uh, yes. Yes, do bring him home. Well, we'll be with you before you can say Pete Shortcake. <laughs> Bye, Anne. As she whisked herself into another dress, Anne was remembering the rush Lester Maxwell had given her when she was just a few years out of high school. She left town the day after she turned down his proposal of marriage. But that hadn't kept her from being thrilled when his poem suddenly broke into the bestseller class when he had a play in blank verse on Broadway. Uh-oh, I said, Goodness, I must be seven boots. Well, here's the local lion, Anne. Lester, uh, how nice. Come on in, you two. Oh, Anne, dear, you're lovelier than you were ten years ago. Far lovelier. Might be a sinner anyway. Doesn't need enough to keep a bird alive. You married, Max? Oh, sometimes a man realizes too late that he's left the beauty of his life passing by. No, no, I'm not married. Uh, let's go in the living room. I have a million questions, Jack. This way, Lester. Well, you've, you've certainly gone places and done things since our dad's car. Hey, he's just come from Hollywood. Uh, did you meet Sophia Lauren while you were in Hollywood, fella, did you? Uh, sit down, Lester. This is the most comfortable chair. Oh, it's my chair. But uh, you can have it, this one. Uh, how long does it take to write a book of poems? Well, it depends upon my mood, Jim. Whether or not it holds. Whether or not it holds? You get paid by the word? <laughs> for heaven's sake, do you get paid by the word for your brief? I only wish I did. But, well, let's skip my brief. Law belongs in the office, not in the house. You see? You don't want to talk about your profession, and I'm sure Lester doesn't want to talk about his. Oh, that's all right, Anne. I'm glad Jim's interested. And after all, writing verse and the practice of law are vastly different. It's you Lester did like to talk about himself. He savored his biographical words the way James Dearborn savored his food. It was two o'clock when the local lion glanced at his watch. Oh, I must be getting over to the hotel, I suppose. Why don't you bunk with us, Maxwell? The hotel's stuff in. We've got a big guest room and a swell cook. Oh, how stupid of me. Well, I should have suggested that. Well, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your hospitality, Jim. The hotel is rather grubby. Are you sure it'll be all right, Anne? Oh, I'm delighted. Simply delighted. But, Jim, you're funny. Why? Well, I was just thinking it's been a long while since dinner. 
And I, I wonder if you can fix up some ham sandwiches on rye. Oh, no sandwiches for me, and I'm on the strictest sort of routine. I'm subject to dyspepsia, you know, a, a rusk and a glass of skim milk if you happen to have any. Skim milk? Ugh. Well, well, I suppose you can make up for it at breakfast. Well, I have unbuttered gluten toast and black coffee for breakfast. Now, on Sundays, however, I allow myself marmalade as a special treat. This is getting gruesome. Well, let's drive over to the hotel, let's then get your bags. I I'll go get the car. Oh. Uh, sorry, I'll put it in the garage. Oh, what an exuberant type he is. Such vitality. <laughs> well, he, he works very hard. He needs vitality. Oh, really? And, and all evening I've been talking about myself. Now tell me about you. What have you been doing since we said goodbye in the moonlight? Uh, well, I'm a, a typical small-town life lesson. Dinner parties, movies, schools. But tomorrow I want to hear lots more about you, Lester. Not the things you told Jim when he bombarded you with questions. The off-the-record things I haven't read in the newspapers. Off the record, please. Well, there's only this, Anne. I've been very lonely. And you are lovelier than ever. A week going by. After a week of Lester, Anne told herself that life had taken on a new meaning. One evening, when she and James and Lester were in the living room together, with Lester carrying the conversational ball as usual. We've talked volumes literally in these last seven days. Lingering over black coffee at breakfast and lettuce at lunch. Oh, it's been fun. I'm basking in the reflected glory, Jim. Everybody wants to meet Lester. Or borrow him. You lost a couple of more pounds. You didn't actually have it. Oh, and uh, Transparency is very becoming. I like a girl who can tramp in the woods and cook flapjacks over an old stove and, and eat two dozen of them herself. And Jim, you are revolting. Uh, well, look, I hope you people don't mind, but I, I sent for my trunk. You're making me so comfortable here. Oh, we adore having you. Uh, oh, speaking of trunks, uh, I must pack a suitcase. I'm flying to Chicago day after tomorrow. Uh, I may be away for a week or two. But... Jim. Well, I'll be moving back to the hotel then. I wish you'd told me, Jim, before I sent for my trunk. Oh, for the love of Pete, why, why should you move back to the hotel? The proprieties, my dear friend. Oh, don't be a dope. Anne's my wife and you're my friend. Even so, people will talk. Oh, it is a pity. My new book had almost reached its climax. Well, then we can't let you move out. That's final. But, look, I... I've been sort of wanting to have Millie's girl come here for a visit. Perhaps this is the time. Uh, Millie is Jim's older sister. She's married to a rancher named Murphy and lives in Texas. Her daughter's just 20. Well, I'll be killing two birds with one stone. Joe can play chaperone and have a visit at the same time. Joe's short for Josephine. Josephine. That's a beautiful name. Napoleon and Josephine. An immortal love story. You were twenty when I first knew you, Anne. 
He was crazy for me. I told him it was all in his mind. Maybe it's in your mind, Mr. Maxwell. Well, maybe it is, my dear. But I, I do wish you'd call me Les. <laughs> The first luncheon together was Joe mashing Lester's baked potato with cream and butter. It's fantastic. All afternoon, Anne waited apprehensively for cries of pain, but nothing happened. Lester ate a huge dinner, and then he and Anne and Joe sat on the porch until 9.30 when Anne sent Joe to bed. She left protesting. And when she was out of hearing... Oh, she's lovely, isn't she? A corn-fed Amazon. Oh, glorious woman. Oh, but such an experience should come to me. What do you mean by such an experience? Love, Anne, love. Joe is scarcely more than a child in years, but she's as old as the Sphinx in wisdom. Some children are very clever, and some are very crafty. Oh, Josephine is without guile entirely. I'm not sure that I agree with you. She's almost too hearty. Oh, don't you mean earthy? Well, then she's almost too earthy to be true. Oh, an earthy woman, a warm, vibrant, understanding woman. Here I've been systematically starving myself for years. I've been starving too. It's becoming to me. Uh, real men like the, the vital mother of all creation types. Well, you've known me for years, Anne, and you didn't recognize that I was going along on my nerves. But Joe saw it immediately. Uh, with my body properly nourished, I'll write my most important book. Anne, where are you going? There was some chocolate cake left over from dinner, and I didn't have any dessert. I've decided I want a big slice of it and some unskimmed milk. I'll join you. Now that I've started to eat, the habit's growing on me. Chocolate cake and milk. It was not quite two weeks later that Lester and Joe and Anne were seated at the dinner table. As Candy, glowing like a harvest moon, entered the room with her tray, Lester tipped his plate so that he might capture the last spoonful of cream of tomato soup. Oh, oh, that was looking good. I made it with fresh tomatoes. Oh, that was obvious, Candy. What else is there for dinner? We got roast beef and peas and new potatoes and fruit salad with cream dressing. Oh, stop, Candy. You're breaking my heart. Sounds fine, Joe, doesn't it? Huh? Oh, yummy. You know, the liver stable horses, well, here, Candy, but Lester has the making of a real cowboy. Sure, I may be prejudiced. Well, you two kids are so happy, I feel in the way. Uh, besides, I have a splitting headache. Candy will bring me a tray. Sure will. Oh, well, of course, if you have a headache, then I won't urge you to stay, but, well, we'll miss you, won't we, darling? upstairs. She seated herself at the desk in her bedroom and started mentally to compose a letter. She was so absorbed that she didn't hear the door open and close. Ah, there, honey. Papa's home. Jim. Oh, Jim, darling. Gosh, honey, you're a sight for sure. I 
seems mighty fine to have my girl in my arms again. Oh, she's awfully good to be there. I was just starting to write you a letter. Oh, you certainly I lost the news. They told me as I came through the dining room, Joe and Lester engaged. Well, I'll be done. And they're going to be married in a few weeks. I, um, I hope Lester's position in the literary world hasn't dazzled you any, but... Again, you were reminiscing a while ago about a certain little cabin. That's right, honey. Well, let's sign up for the cabin for a vacation, sort of a second honeymoon, as soon as we get Joe and Lester out of our hair. Oh, it'll be fun to cook flapjacks over an oil stove.
brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 